everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 29 of the Arizona Movie Club. My name is Tyler, and I am your host. As I always be, will be every week, I'm going to be here, I promise, guys. I'm never going to leave you, my loving audience. Joining me, as he always will be, is my co-host, Andy. What's going on? Hi there. Your intro was a little less lavish than mine. I, I will leave, because I don't live here. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I don't live in the studio. <laughs> and joining us, as he... Should be from now on, unless he just decides he doesn't feel like it. Our producer, Romeo, his signature handguns with less sound effects this time. He's embarrassed that people will hear his signature Yeah, this is third in a row, but he, this will probably be the first one you'll be able to listen to of all of them. Trying to get those views oh, for the... this should have been episode 27, then. All right, it's 27, technically. Um, with an asterisk. You know what I mean. Yep. Yeah. I'll, it'll be confusing, but what I'll do is I'll just upload this as 29, then 27, then 28. They've got names on them. Figure it out. For Christmas, <laughs> July 10, it should have been out. We're doing Christopher Nolan nonlinear storytelling. That's Ooh, what this is, guys. You just don't get it. Star Wars. Yeah, everybody that's like, except, I haven't seen Inception in a while, but I would be fine with rewatching it because people are like, it's a masterpiece, and I remember watching in theaters being like, eh, a little overrated. It was, it was real, real in the weeds. I'm good, though. I'd be down to watch Memento, Mr. I have a Memento tattoo over right here. I do love that movie, and I do say that constantly. <laughs> what? Do you have a Memento? Yes, constantly. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was going to say, you never <laughs> once mentioned it. Nope. <laughs> and if you're wondering if this is your first time listening, because it's Palm Springs, it just came out. Uh, there are a couple other podcasts that beat us to the punch, damn it. But um, here we are. This is relatively soon after it came out. This is the newest we've been since onward. So this is nice um, to talk about something that neither of us has seen. It's fresh. This is what we do uh, in this COVID world right now. We review two older movies. Whenever this is all done, we'll review one new movie, one old movie. It's just me, Andy, and now Romeo talking about movies. Basically, we live in Arizona, obviously, uh, and one of us has a memento tattoo. Those are the only things you need to know about us. That's it. Um, what you do need to know our email address, because if you have any suggestions for structure, movies we should watch, anything, really anything, as long as it's not hate mail, I will... We have one hate mail. I'll read it out loud on the pod. I think that's my rule. And then never more. If, if everyone's new here, if I'm getting a, a big audience, also get us to a million listens. I will get a tattoo with this podcast on my, uh, maybe, you know, I was thinking when Kirstos comes back up, we're going to be at a million. I was thinking AZ movie club, but now I'm just like, maybe I should have like the outline of a laptop and two mics across from each other. I think that'd be an all right. That'd little, be better. That'd be cool. Yeah. I like that. It's a little more ambiguous instead of just like AZ. <laughs> Uh, forehead, right? <laughs> <laughs> on my cheek, right underneath the eye. <laughs> uh, so, this, yeah, we talk about movies. Thank you if this is your first time. We really do appreciate it. Coming up in August, if you need another reason to come back, uh, we reviewed a wonderful little movie called Extraordinary for our very first podcast ever. Uh, the star actress of that, the lead actress, Maeve Higgins, wonderful woman, agreed to somehow do an interview with us, despite us having zero clout. How nice of her. So that'll be sometime in August. We don't have a pin-down date. But hopefully that will happen uh, and nothing falls through because we are not we're not pro and as legit as we would like to be just yet. But we appreciate you for being here. Uh, we got a lot of interesting, hopefully funny things to say about Palm Springs. Next week, we will have interesting and funny things to say about Thor Ragnarok and Slow West. Both of those are available on streaming services. Thor Ragnarok, of course, being Disney Plus. Slow West, little movie starring Michael Fassbender. That is Andy's never seen that one or Andy's seen that one. I've never seen it. And he's never seen Thor. That's basically the layout and the rule of our podcast is one of us has to have never seen it. But 
That'll be next week. So any suggestions beyond that, by all means, email us at azmovieclub at gmail.com or just comment on any picture, post, uh, message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We've got over 2,000 listens. We really do appreciate that, guys. So without further ado, let's dive into this wonderful film, Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg, Christine Malati. I've known about this film since February. It's funny. I've seen the internet posts of, like, the most surprising movie of the year. And it's like, I, don't, I feel like a movie hipster because I'm just like, call yourself a movie outlet? Like, I knew this movie was supposed to be really good. And how I knew it was, was especially good is because when it was reviewed at Sundance, the the movie website I like to go to for reviews when I do is uh, avclub.com. Yeah. And uh, they have a really hardened, hard-ass uh, reviewer and editor, A.A. Dow. He's, he's really good, but he can be really, like, particular about stuff. And he raved about this movie. And it's like not, if you read the setup, if you watch the trailer, it's not something you would think that the like most embattled and hardened critics would be sitting there raving about. But he was. So I was like, okay, it's, it's legit. It's good. Uh, and it is both of those things. It's a familiar premise. Oh, also spoilers. Would you want to do a quick spoiler free in case someone wants to listen to this? I mean, I guess the only spoiler is the ending, right? Like we all know what the movie's about. They're in a time loop together. Yeah, like, but that's in the trailer. Yeah, they're in a time loop, so we can establish that that's not a spoiler. But let's not talk. If you want to do spoiler free, but if you want, we can do all spoilers. I'm game for either way. Um, I mean, I, I think we can do spoiler free because I, I think it's just going to be the ending, really. So spoiler free, I would just say I really enjoyed this film. Go see it. Like that's the basic premise of spoiler free. Is like, did how do I feel about it? I like it. It's charming. It's hilarious. Like it genuinely has a lot of laughs in it. Little heartwarming. I don't think they try and like pull your heartstrings too much. Uh, it's very light. I think it's appropriate. The sci-fi just kind of gets it out of the way because they're using it to just set up a fun premise. Andy Samberg, as me and Andy were talking about off pod earlier, I, I posed the question: Is he like the most underrated com- uh, comedy comedian of our generation? And we were kind of like, yeah. He, I said yes. Yeah, he, he is. He's <laughs> phenomenal. Christine Milotti is. Fucking awesome. She was amazing. Yeah, and I have not, I've not seen anything other than, I guess you, yeah, you said Wolf of Wall Street. I did not remember her being in that one. But yeah, she was uh, she was great in this. Yeah, and K.K. Simmons is phenomenal. Yeah, uh, great really. character actor. And really just like a good job. Nobody felt overtly bad in this film. Yeah, wonderful. That would be my, that's mostly my spoiler free before we get into the specifics of why it's so good. Um, you have, what do you want to mention as far as spoiler free goes, Andy? Um, yeah, the, pretty much right there. Yeah, it's, it's very funny, funniest movie I've seen in quite a while. Um, it dealt with the sci-fi elements pretty well. Like, I think they spent enough time on them that I was happy. Like, as we talked about at length in uh, The One I Love, th- this one did a better job, I think, of dealing with the sci-fi elements of, of it than The One I Love did while still keeping the romance. Um, I, I, I just kinda, I'm just going to come across, like, I can't always hate romance, but I thought kind of thought, like, anytime it was that was, like, doing the heavy lifting for this one, I did think it was a little bit little boring, a little draggy, but then there'd be some kind of burner of a joke, like, but I'm your long lost son. And then like, it gets me right back in like, Oh man. Andy does not like feeling warmth and emotion from his films. Once laughter or that's cool. And that's it. No robots can't experience laughter or joy. Didn't SpongeBob teach us that? But I don't know. Is that from SpongeBob? I love SpongeBob, but I'm trying to robots can't love. I can't. (laughs) Robo crabs. Andy with the polls today is just strippers. I know strip clubs and I know SpongeBob. <laughs> All you need to know is like, yeah. 
That was a joke. I think we have to establish that from the bro. We're going to get that clipped out I, at some point. The internet's going to be like, they're a bro podcast. And it's just, no, that's do your homework to listen to our other terrible episodes. Answer us if you want, but it's not because we're bros. We're also not incels either. We're the anti-incel podcast. We, we hate the Joker. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, uh, so, yeah, that's... That's pretty much spoiler-free. Uh, sorry we brought other movies into it. That We do that from time to time. It's, we'll try and keep this one real Palm Springs. Fast and loose, though, baby. That's, can't stop us. Yeah, so we'll go ahead. It's spoilers. There we go. I'll, put, I'll even put a spoiler tag in it like I did with The Last of Us. Um, if you like that kind of stuff, because of how off-topic we go, it's hard for me to put tags about everything. But like I can, if people like the intro tag so they can skip all of our plugs, um, even though that hurts me inside, I will do it. <laughs> I don't mind. Just uh, let me know, people. I need feedback. So, all spoilers on the table now. I love this movie. I think if we're calling, we're using spoilers now, specific examples. I think the fact that they, yeah, the fact that they play, they're like, Andy, Andy Samberg specifically mentions, what's his character name? Damn it, I'm I'm so bad I with character names. Yeah, well, Romeo will pull that up I remember the ones for Hustlers, but not these. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Niles, yeah, that's Niles. right. And what was uh, Christine Sarah. Moore? Sarah. Okay, Niles and Sarah. I like that he's like one of the infinite time loops you may have heard about. Like, this movie's not pretending it doesn't exist in the universe with Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um, which I may have heard of. <laughs> yeah. Which it's may. That's the inevitable comparisons were going to come. Um, from, yeah, we almost did a double episode with Groundhog yeah, Day. And but, this, but. Yeah, we had scheduling events. Sorry for all the late uploads. Um, you'll get Embrace of the Serpent at some point, I promise, but I don't know how people are clamoring. Not a bad pod, though. Just really surprisingly long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an hour. I, I tried to keep it. I tried, trust me. And he was just like, I've got 12 more notes. This is page one of... I, I mean, I don't have a lot of notes for uh, Palm Springs. I don't know how many you have, but... Mostly just my laughs. Yeah. <laughs> All the good lines. I'm glad you remember, because I was trying to remember some of the like great lines, but I, I didn't write them down, unfortunately. But, yeah, so the inevitable comparisons to Groundhog Day will probably – are going to happen. I've – so full full disclosure, I've never seen Groundhog Day. But what bothers me about Groundhog Day, without ever having watched it, um, and people know my Ghostbusters takes, I assume, so they're going to think I'm anti-Bill Murray, but I'm not. It, from what I understand, there's, like, a moral lesson to be ordered for Bill Murray, and it's, like, a punishment, Right. I think so. Yeah, like he he definitely does something. Like he does some act of kindness. Have you not seen it either? It's been a long time. Okay. No, I've definitely seen it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's him and like Andy McDowell is the girl in it. Um, it's mostly from what I remember, kind of just like this. It's like them courting each other, but it's a little weird in the sense that or I don't know. Maybe maybe Palm Springs is more weird in the sense that Andy Samberg actually like you know slept with Sarah a bunch of times you know in the previous time loops or whatever. But in Groundhog Day, he's trying to the lady and like yeah what she likes and so every day it's like oh this is your favorite you know perfume or something and like every day he'll do that and then he learns to like sculpt ice with a chainsaw and like do all these impressive you know things and so it's kind of like this only sandberg doesn't really use his time for anything worthwhile he definitely doesn't learn quantum physics no i like I'll just say it. I like that there's no moral lesson to be learned in Palm Springs. It's just, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be one of my bigger problems in the idea that, like, Bill Murray's, like, manipulating. Like, Andy Samberg just just lies to Sarah, but he never tricked her into the, the time loop. Yeah. He's, like, you can object that he's a bad person, but it would have been a little weird to be like, yeah, we've slept together before. So you can understand why maybe that's something you'd 
brush, like, avoid and then later regret. Yeah. I think that's, it makes him, like, sympathetic but not completely, like, free of, of guilt. Um, yeah. And he, he kind of gets his, what he deserves. She just ghosts him for uh, an undetermined amount of time and he's in this lonely hell. But he also did nothing to, like, deserve this hell in the first place. He just got stuck. Like, that's, I like that more than, like, here's your lesson. Like, learn how to treat, like, obviously you should treat women like good people, but the fact that that had to be, like, the whole central plot of Groundhog Day just feels a little weird and off-putting. And instead, it's like Andy Samberg's just killing time however he can. And I think there's also Groundhog Day with when you're describing that. It sounds like you have to be productive in this loop. Whereas I think Palm Springs is much more realistic and that it would be incredibly depressing. And there'd be no repercussions for getting drunk every day or like eating what you want or spending all your money or doing ridiculous you wake up and there's yeah. no effect to it but yeah i do want to talk for a second about like it hitting the lottery you were going to be stuck in an infinite time loop like this is like a wedding in whatever like i know everyone's depressed as hell this whole movie like god everyone's so sad whole movie but it's a fun setting with unlimited alcohol no repercussions there's no liver disease there's no next morning you to have a blast like if we were to get stuck in like an infinite time loop, I was joking with Emily, like that would suck if it was like the day before payday or like, you know, the day after you did your bills or something, it's like, cool, I've got like $12. And how can I ball out of control every day for the rest of my life with $12? Yeah. I think the fun part about time loop movies and a lot of people like get mad at them and like think there's too many. I just want to clarify to the internet, them, yeah. how many are there in your mind? Cause I don't think the existence of like four is too many. Yeah, I can only think of a couple. I can think of the Tom Cruise one edge of tomorrow. Solid. Film. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Really good film. Groundhog day in this, like I could be missing one or two. Yeah. If you're coming at me with like a lot of shitty small ones, like get out of here. That doesn't count. About time, I guess. But Oh yeah. Ish. Yeah. Wait, but that's, a, that's another really good one. That's the travel that's more than a loop. I guess you could argue, you know, semantics. Uh, time travel, if you've got an issue in general with that, that's fine. I love time travel. Mm -hmm. Surprising, I haven't seen Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, this one, I, I liked uh, this movie, and I thought it spent the perfect amount of time of, of like, Miliati, um, because she be, she gets stuck in the time loop after Sandberg. Like, he's already been here for, like, you know, who knows, years, years yada, 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 yada. We don't know. He's, like, really over it. Yeah, he knows, like, the ins and outs of exactly when, what people are going to say at each moment of the day, that kind of thing. And so when she gets you know, trapped in there. She goes through the natural progression of, can I get out of this? Do I have to kill myself? Like, what do I do? And I thought they spent a good amount of time on each one of those. Like her, like driving into a truck, driving all the way home to Texas to like fall asleep in her own bed, like all the feasible things. Like, how far can you take this? Because those are the questions I'd want to be asking too. Like, can I just stay awake? And like caffeine, like how long can you realistically do that? And then I thought they spent around a good amount of time in, you know, versus Groundhog Day, which we didn't want. It's a really quick, like, 80s montage of, like, Bill Murray, like, dumping a toaster in the bathtub with them and, you know, that kind of thing. Like, this one actually, like, really got into the meat and potatoes of, like, how it works. It's, it's interested in the plot. It's not, again, I think that's the benefit of not teaching you a moral lesson. There's no, like, theme we have to rush to get to. Mm -hmm. It's just about the laughs and fun. Like, it's about the, uh, like, this is very much about the... The, not the destination, but the... Uh, the journey. Yeah, the journey. I was going to say travel, but no, yeah. It's about the journey. It's three podcasts in. I'm losing it a little, guys. Uh, no, it's about the journey and not the destination. It's just, yeah, it's incredibly funny. I think anybody's hangups are going to generally be on the plot devices towards the end. But yeah, oh, that's what I wanted to mention before I got a little off topic there. I, I think what's the fun about time loop movies, and kind of like what we said about No Country... 
talk about weirdly comparing movies. Anytime I see a movie where they get a shit ton of money and it's like, how would you escape this? How would you do this? Or a time loop. It's like everyone just naturally thinks like, what would you do? Like, that's just fun. It's weird water cooler stuff. I'm into that. I, I like sure. to overthink things. So I'm sitting there like, this is what I would do. This well, is that what was I would do. Half of our talk about Rival was just the ending and like what the ending meant. Yeah, that was like really weird. Yeah. Like, you know, how far could you take that? I like the continuation thinking of like, how, how would that play out exactly? Yeah. And so for me, I'm not like worried about the lore. I'm not like, how did that time loop exist? I'm more interested. I'm like, okay, what antics would I do here? Because yeah, you just think if it's right after pay, like if payday happened, you can like, even with us, we don't have to make a lot, but if you have 1100 bucks to spend, at least you get to spend 1100 bucks every day, over man. Like, again, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, there's worse situations to be in, of course. Uh, yeah, being at a wedding, but I think that's kind of like the juxtaposition is like, he's in this awesome scenario, and obviously he's still sick of this shit after going through it a million times. The, the movie, it kind of, I don't know if smartly is the word, but just it, it kind of tap dances over like some questions of like, well, how can he date in this, you know, time loop if he, if it's forever? Because he has a girlfriend in there. So it's like, well, he can't just presumably be a scumbag, like banging everybody at this wedding. It, it helps that he finds in out theory, she's a like, dating his girlfriend. Yeah. And of course, like, yeah, he found that. I wonder how many times in that loop it took him to find his girlfriend cheating on yeah, him. Yeah. You know, or maybe it was night one. It, I don't know. Maybe. It, that's the thing you think about all the logistics. It had to be like a mental hell the first 10 times. And, like, and then eventually he was just like, fuck her. Like, I yeah. just, this is just freedom now, you know? Yeah. And I, like, I think he's a sympathetic character that is like flawed. And I think that's what makes him, makes it, Makes it where the audience is comfortable rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I got tongue tied there. And I think Malati at first, like I guess some people, yeah, you know, how you frame that she's a bad person in the end is like, or did you feel like that was a little tacked on? Like it, it like it was nest when they were writing out the screenplay. This is now necessary. Otherwise, Niles isn't worthy of Sarah at the end. They both need to have like these huge character flaws. I mean, because you can argue they give Sarah the way worse character flaw for sure. And Andy said, or Niles lied to her, whatever. If people are like sitting there assigning points to a lie with like murder being 10, like a lie is like a half a point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, well, like I still like Sarah as a character cheating or like sleeping with your sister's fiance is like, we're here. Or yeah, how are we gonna the wedding? That's, that's pretty that's high like up eight. there on the uh, an eight. Yeah, when murder then, is, you gotta leave room for like other awful things like rape. You know. Well, that's higher. Yeah, sure. but, yeah, that, but that's the gray area there. I'd be willing to give it a six on the like I, awful I'm higher scale. Than six. Yeah, that, that's pretty bad because that that's a psychological like that, that's a whole next level thing. I think that's not like a because uh, I think there's a line where like you you don't come back from it <laughs> and that's like whatever, an eight or above. And I think everything below that, you're like, okay, the further down you get to it, that's, are you redeemable as a person? Like, is it okay? Can we move on? And that would be beyond it for me. Like, I, okay. don't, I don't have a brother, but like, if I had well, a brother and he so, like... <laughs> and we have to look at that from multiple angles. Like, would that be a deal breaker to you as Niles? Like, finding that out. Oh, that like, Miliati was sleeping Yeah. With Oh, okay. I, I get what you're saying. Like, um, Miles shouldn't judge her the same way her sister should. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You mean from, like, should we judge Miliati from, like, the view of Miles? Is that what you mean? I just, I'm just kind of saying, like, for each character. Yeah, like, Niles shouldn't, and he doesn't judge her the same way, like, her sister, obviously, whenever she <laughs> finds that, I imagine, feels about her. 
So like, and I don't think in the way that the actual movie played out at the ending scene, I don't think her sister ever does know. She just went to the boy, the husband, and gave him that look like, "Don't, don't fuck this up." You yeah, know? and that was pretty much that. And he's like, "Oh, I get it now." So it's like, did it click? Probably. Like the movie wants us to believe it clicked, and I can sure why not? We'll all believe that. I mean, I didn't like hate her for it, like because the movie was just yeah. Like, no, I definitely don't. You know, she's got flaws and everything, and it just it sucks. Like we're talking about like good scenarios and waking up in a loop every day forever. She's got a really bad one to yeah. wake up in every day, and I think this might be like two thirds of the way through the movie where we kind of figure out. But I guess my core like a way to like tightly wrap that question is: Do you think that that just felt like a tacked on unnecessary plot beat in order to like make the audience tilt back towards Niles being the more sympathetic person? Because we're talking about flaws, like I do think this is a, like a pretty perfect film. So I'm just trying to like pick apart. I didn't really like, ever think it was one versus the other. I, I don't. Maybe that's a different roundabout way to answer it. Because I never thought like, yeah, you did something so bad, Nile well, shouldn't be with you. Is I, I guess I'm trying to understand. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I think like you can frame because they clearly have this term where it's like, okay, well, Niles maybe not the best person ever. Like we thought, we not as good as we thought he was. Maybe he's not sympathetic to the audience now. So we have to like also have something like maybe that wasn't as it seems uh, for Sarah, or maybe you just thought it was like more of a cheap plot twist. Like, how did you feel just about like? Because they do cram a lot of story and like extra shit into the end of it mm-hmm. when the pacing is like real breezy, real like just instant rewatchable things um, up until we get to the point where he lied to her, he's lonely, and then we find out that dark twist that like what she's had to wake up and go through every single day. So like, did that feel unnecessary crammed and like tacked on or like, did it feel like we needed drama? So we just had to add a bunch in. I think I get what you're saying a little bit more now. It didn't feel like tacked on, like it didn't belong in the movie only because I think it went to explain why she was gunning so hard to get the fuck out of that time. Like if she woke up and it's okay, like in just a regular situation, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't really like myself that much. That's kind of where Sandberg already was. He's yeah. making a good run of it. Like, he's just drinking Tecate in the pool all day, <laughs> every day, like, getting a good buzz on. So, I mean, like, is that time well spent? Probably not. But he's kind of like, hey, you know, say la vie, just do whatever. Like, you know, life is what it is. He kind of just goes with the flow. So I, I think the movie wouldn't have, played, like, like, been driven, because she's the one who wants to get out. Like, he kind of yeah. wants to, but then also clearly doesn't when it's like if there's a clear solution we can get out of this time loop he's like i do I like that know. he's hesitant i like that he's hesitant i like that oh it makes he, sense like, for vulner- sure because like it's weird to phrase it this way but he is like he's vulnerable and he's like doesn't know confronted with like actually getting his life together now yeah. when you do that for years on end like and i imagine that's that's hard you're one person that you've been codependent with for a long time is like hey well i'm leaving he's yeah like, well i'm gonna go chat with roy then <laughs> I loved I loved Roy's. Oh, wait, Roy is great. His you need to find your Irvine. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I thought that was a little odd. That was funny though. It was definitely definitely funny. I think yeah, like I think it's weird. Is and that was just me playing devil, devil's advocate. I don't necessarily believe that it was tacked on, but I was just curious if it felt like an unnatural character like uh, motivation for you. But you meant that like I didn't even I wasn't even thinking of that end like my, not made sense why she wanted to get out so much versus Niles. I think, like, there's a weird argument to be made that Niles is the argument that if, like, when you're stuck in a rut, you have to just kind of love yourself and, like, be okay with the fact that you're not always okay. And, like, Malati seems like the type of person who's 
wants the active change and like expects change now. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if the film takes a side on which one of those is supposed to be correct. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of keeps it great. Yeah, which I'm okay with. But I was like, because I've thought about this movie a lot, and I was like, how much would it suck if you're like that? Like that's right before you realize you want. That's the day you realize that you need to start losing a lot of weight. And now you don't have the ability, like you can't make progress, you can't make change. So like how much would that, either it forces you to unravel and like hate yourself more than ever, or just kind of like accept self-love and be like, this is just how I am at this moment in time, man. I have to just like be okay with who I am. I did love like once, like I was talking about, I like the progression of things, you know, they're they're sad about it, they try to kill themselves about it, and then they kind of get comfortable and settle in and they have a good time with it. That was probably my favorite times of the movie, like when they... Have like the matching uh, jackets and it's everyone's favorite time. I'm right? sure, yeah. And then the other, they're they're just kind of chumming it up, like when when they're going around and doing all those. Damn, I lost my train of thought. Too. And you liked whenever they were like your favorite part was whenever they were basically in the groove. Oh montage, yeah, like when you know when it's like the good ideas of nothing matters really. Like this is all pointless. We're just here for the fun of it. And then you can get out of your shell and just have some you know just good time, fun, finger guns, you know <laughs> that kind of thing. And and it's just it's beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of weird, like, unintended philosophical implications of a time loop. Because it's also, not to get, like, my point of view from things, um, I think it espouses how it feels sometimes to be an atheist. Like, you feel like this is just a loop, and, like, it's eventually going to end. And, well, it'll obviously, it doesn't go on forever because you die. But it's like, a lot of people have asked me, like, religious people go like, well, what's what's the point, and how do you find joy? And it's just kind of like, you make joy. That is that is what it is. Um, and so I think this movie captures some of that spirit about how I feel about life in general. Of not that like nothing is not that it's all meaningless. Like you still have to have motivations. And I think like that's where the movie kind of like kicks Andy Samberg into gear. But also you can't just like stress over things that like ultimately you're going to die. That's it's not worth. He's not worried about anything after that. You know. Yeah. And I like that they did play both sides of it because. It's, of course, a natural thought to be like, hey, no, this is all meaningless. Like, we just have this much time and then we're going to die, you know, worm food, that kind of thing. But you can't live your life that way. You know, you can't be you can't be stuck in that. You know, that that's time wasted. And so the movie, you know, we don't know how much time he wasted <laughs> thinking that, but it's kind of he just eventually got into the group of like, oh, we're here either way. So make the best of it. Yeah. And I, I think you could even pull it as like, again, I don't think this movie's intending a lot of these metaphors, but I think there's a lot of things you can pull and extrapolate from it. Um, the idea of, like, a significant other pulling you out of, like, a rut in your life and pulling you out of a time loop, you know, um, making it feel like things not working This is anymore. very much, yeah, a little too close to home, like a repetition <laughs> of quarantine, man. Like, yeah. This is fucking me every every day. People on online, on Twitter especially, have dubbed it the movie of the quarantine. I'm, yeah, like, that's an easy, easy look up, yep. Just, yeah, what a slam dunk to be like, well, we, we feel relatively confident about this movie, and just realizing as quarantine hits, oh, we've got a fucking winner on our hands, guys. There's the worry, though, too, if it's even, like, remotely quarantine like, people might not like it, though, for I that think, reason. I think the fact that it's adjacent to it yeah. and we're taking feelings, but it's not directly pandering to the idea of quarantine is why it's good. Because, yeah, the I'm on record. I've told Roman this. I think the only people, that like, especially TV show-wise, that are going to get good content out of this is It's Always Sunny. There will be some straight heat coming from them, I feel like. like There will be some real good episodes. But everybody else I, is going to feel real phoned in, I I think. Like, oh, hey, remember what detrimentic thing we just all went through? Yeah. Whereas It's Always Sunny is definitely going to harp on, like, the worst in all of us. 
Yeah, I think, like, to bring home all that philosophical stuff, like, the film definitely kind of, like, goes in between pessimism, optimism, and nihilism. Like, it definitely dabbles in all three of those. Um, and I don't think it has, like, some heavy-handed answer at the end, which is why, like, I think a lot of people will like it, because it's up to your own interpretation, other than the fact that, like, we were talking about, I don't know how anyone can take that they didn't get out of the loop, but I thought it was pretty obvious that... Yeah, they're definitely... We're all... Yeah. We're all pro. They got would, out now. Would you, just since we're talking about the ending, would you have been cool if they didn't get out? Yeah, I, that's how I wanted it to end. I kind of thought honest. it was going to, and I would have been cool with it. Yeah, but I think that's because I'm inherently a pessimist, and so like the idea of just and what I talked about, the idea of just like self love, I think is like kind of important. So they're just like, we're here, we're doing it. Yeah, but, like we're gonna make the best of it and be happy. I would have liked them staying in it and her, you know, learning to love, you know, Sandberg and their relationship flourishing. I don't, I don't necessarily want to say more than the ending, because the ending was great. I still love them getting out, because they're still together, like, so their relationship's going to be the same either way. But I, I you know, every, her whole thing, the entire movie, is like, yeah, love is bullshit, it doesn't exist, it's not real. And then, of course, we, we see why she's, she's cynical about she's it. She's feeling that way, of course. Which, I mean, if you're living that way, sure, it's easy to, to be jaded and be like, yeah, that love's a phony emotion, you know, Hallmark owns it, blah, 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 that, that kind of thing. But I think it would have been interesting to see like her fall in love and kind of do what Am Sandberg says like hey just get the fuck out of that guy's room every morning like you don't even see him he's like in the shower or whatever yeah like, just get out of there like you know I'll leave my girlfriend every morning and then yeah. we'll go on a road trip or do something every single day and I think I would have liked her to, to find love that I, way because it's like but maybe that then maybe it is being too heavy-handed but I still think it would have been mild in that way because it's like yeah learns to love either way it's just how she found that journey yeah I, I think it would have been cooler finding it right there in the middle where she's like this doesn't exist at all yeah shades of and i'd be i wouldn't be surprised to find out that they were inspired by i just thought about this the futurama the final finale so they got the notoriously got canceled uh you know the show went out and for a couple of years county central repicked it back up it's it had two endings technically oh but the second ending is Basically, through whatever convoluted sci-fi thing, um, the professor, like, basically time stands still. And Fry and Leela, through whatever currents, are the only people that have not been frozen. Oh, wow. And so they live their entire life, their eternity together. They just, like, walk through the world. When it's and, frozen? Yeah, and they just Ooh, do crazy. all this stuff together because they're finally, like, like, Leela throughout the whole show, like, denies Fry, basically. And at the very end, like, that, it, it sets up sad at first, like, Oh, Fry's going to die. He's stuck in like a mini time loop, and then somehow it like that gets reversed, and now it's him and Leela being frozen. So it's not like he's going to die right before Leela finally is coming to like accept his proposal and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so they get to like it's sweet and it's heartfelt, and they get to do the whole time loop, and then I forget what happens, but they somehow they get to undo it, and like they get the choice of like you want to die, and they're like no, we'll run it back, we'll do the whole oh, thing cool. all over again. Oh, so yeah. I was like, it's got shades of that for sure. That's cool. Groundhog Day meets that, like that, basically. Uh, this movie has a lot of shades of. I really, yeah, I really like this movie. It hits, it hits a lot of check marks for me and what I like out of a movie. And it's, it's funny because really plot is the only thing that gets in the way of this just feeling like an hour and a half of just straight good times. Just one scene, one after another, you know. It's almost like with Hustlers, if it had just been an hour and a half of that first 40 minutes, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, most of, like I said, yeah, most of my stuff were just like the good laughs. Like, yeah, read off some of your favorite laughs by all means. When they're, I can't remember the context, but Andy Samberg mentions like, 
making a bunch of crystal meth and going to Equatorial Guinea. Yeah. That's that's one from the the trailer that I'm like, maybe you should have saved that man. Like, like that's flying, so good. Flying all the way there to just get like arrested in customs, like huge waste of time. Huge waste of time. J.K. Simmons and a hat. He's like, oh, I think your hat's really cool. Like, yeah, of course. Those fedoras. Oh god. Uh, they gave each other the dick tats. That was funny. Yeah. Even the ridiculous tattoos you can get, and then just like it's gone the next day. Yep. Oh. Weird. Yeah. They show back up to that wedding just yeah. a couple hours later. Like I got a tattoo on my forehead. <laughs> I love the uh, the cake bomb. There's a bomb yeah. in the cake, of course, of the crossbow and the French pirate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the trash can kill got a really good laugh out of me. And then I think the, the best, I already mentioned it, I, I, I uh, played my cards too early. It was the spuds, I'm your long lost son. Like, you met a woman in a bar like 30 years ago and yeah. like mentions his wife's name. It's so good. No, it's it's a very funny movie. It got audible laughs out of me. Uh, Sandberg's so good. Malai's so good. They actually, they look really cute together. I would stay on those two being a couple in real life. Oh, okay. I'm sure they're both married, but... Yeah, I think Sandberg is married. I don't know anything about... about Romeo. Married, but... Pull it yeah, up. Here we go. Yeah, this is right. what we're here for. I'm, I'm now I'm just curious who Andy Sandberg is married to. He is at all. I, I don't know how they would have gotten Roy out of the time loop, but I'm glad he did, of course. People, I, yeah, people... That was one of the big things. Like, like oh, so how do you get a note to, like, the past time loop? I don't know. I have failed the people. Apparently, there's a credit mid credit scene. Oh, there was. I didn't watch it. Shit, we, what was it? I forgot. It was really good. No, it was about how Roy. That's all it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, it's just uh, it's Roy walking up to. Oh, did you read about it already? No, I didn't have it fully explained. This someone just said Roy gets out because you didn't watch the the mid credit scene. Yeah, so like, it's, it's damn Roy, it. the night of the party. So it's back on November 9th, and you know he walks up to Niles, who. Uh, has been, now been out of the time loop, and he does not recognize J.K. Simmons at all. And J.K. Simmons is like, uh, your your uh, girlfriend, you know, sent me an email about the time loop thing, blah blah blah. It's really really loose. Uh, and Niles is just like, yeah, sorry, I don't know you, but I'm Niles. Nice to meet you, or whatever. And J.K. Simmons is just like, holy shit, it's real. He got the fuck out of here. Like my turn. It just kind of leads into like, it's going to be his turn next, so he can see his nice. daughters grow up and stuff yeah. like that. As his kids watering that pile of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like little Timmy's watering that dog shit. Joanna Newsom. Joanna Newsom. She's a musician. Musician. Yeah. Good, good comedy marriage. Jordan Peele and Chelsea. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love Brady. Yeah. Like, I would kind of, I don't know. Maybe I just assume because Peele's so talented at writing and directing. I'm like, I just want to see more comedians do that. Like, especially as talented as Sam is. Come on, man. You got any ideas rattling off in there? Yeah. I wonder, did he, I don't know if he screen writ or did any kind of writing for this film, because I know it is a Lonely Island film production. Yeah, so he had to be involved in the back. Makes the back sense, because this does seem like one of his goofy premises, mm -hmm. taken to like a fun, extrapolated, like we'll give uh, a budget. Yep. longer longer thing here. Uh, also, of, of course, of note, I mentioned this whenever we were promoing for this episode. This was the highest amount ever like spent on a Sundance film by it was either a dollar or I think it might have even been like sixty nine cents. They were just like that was a hundred percent Andy Sambridge being like, That's can funny. we get an extra sixty nine cents? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of anything Lonely Island. Yeah, we talked about Pop Star. Never stop, off. never stop. Love yeah, it. great movie. Uh, I even it's not amazing, but Hot Rod is solid. Also love Hot Rod. Yep, yep. And also look like people can say it's low hanging fruit, but Lonely Island has a lot of funny music videos. I like the one, I guess I haven't seen a lot of their own ones, but any of the ones they did, like, were digital shorts on Saturday Night Live. Like, I've seen everything. They're so good. Have you watched, well, I mean, like, so I'm thinking of, I'm on a boat. Great. I've seen that one. 
Uh, Jizz in my pants. For sure. Great. Um, great. Yolo with Adam Devine and Kendrick Lamar is really good. Yeah, Yellow's pretty good. All I know um, is that that song from Popstar, I'm So Humble, that's a real good song. I it's was, pretty good. I love that song. Andy Samberg gets a... I like the other guys in Lonely Island, too. But Akiva, Akiva and Yorma. But Samberg has the most chemistry. It of makes course. sense that, that he's the... Like, let's get him as a Marvel superhero or something. Get this man's a Create a new one for him. <laughs> yeah, just some weirdo. <laughs> What are you What are you looking up, Romeo? It's like you're deep into something here. I'm just reading. I'm trying to see. Uh, he was any part creating, like helped write it or anything. Oh, oh for... it doesn't look like he did. Oh, good idea. Oh, okay, so weird. But I guess if they came, if they casted him and like they needed help with production, maybe yeah. a Lonely Island. You know, he's like, we've got some money. Let's see if we can can like team up and get this yeah. purchased or whatever. Lonely Island was uh, one of the production companies. So I assume it was like, yeah. yeah, we'll see if we can get a other partner. Now I just assume everything goes down like in Steve's Sue, the way they're just like calling and negotiating for film. <laughs> All right. Behind the curtain now. So we'll go ahead and score this bad boy then. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I do not care. Uh, I'll go first. Um, it's a nine for me. I'll just, yeah, we're right off the bat. Um, loved this movie. I, I did give, I think, Extraordinary a little bit higher. I think I had that as like a nine two or a nine one. Flat nine. Oh, it was a nine? Oh, okay, okay. So, so maybe the same ratings wise. I think this one was a little bit more fun. I don't know. That's tough. I love it. Extraordinary. I don't even know if I want to say one next to the uh, the other, uh, only just because they're comedy movies that we've seen from this year it is the only reason I'm, I'm doing it that way. But it's just a nine. The only things that I think I would have changed. Did you go through and like put this through your scale? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, and I, I do yeah, have for every movie. Well, it's not that hard. Yeah. I'm shooting from the hip. What did this get cool-wise? I know that's four points. Oh, no, it's a full, it's a full four. Okay. Full, yeah. yeah it's a, they, they handle time loop. It's so cool. Like, uh, uh, like I know I brought up the one I love a couple of times. That They even handled it pretty cool in that one, but there was still a few things that I, I kind of poked holes in. This one, it's pretty airtight. I mean, maybe <laughs> the ending, the idea of, like, just strap a bunch of C4 to yourself and that will propel you in quotes through the thing. Like C4 just blows shit up. Yeah. It doesn't propel anything. <laughs> the, the fucking, the, the space shuttle is not propelled by C4. Like that kind of, so other than that, like I was pretty good with everything there. Yep. It was a nine. How about you? 9.6. Ooh, nice. That's high. Yeah. I, it's just about perfect, man. It's like, like, really good. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like what prevented this from getting a 10 for you? It's like a, to me, like I said, it was really just the only thing I could even say was that oh, she learned quantum physics at the end. It was a little weird, and I think you could have maybe done that a little better. Yeah, uh, and that was like really what stopped it from being a ten. Whereas like a full point seems like there's more than just that for you. I mean, not a lot. It's like yeah, you got to do a ton of stuff right to get a nine, especially in a comedy. Like there wasn't one bad joke that, that was even a detractor from the good ones. There wasn't one like like lull as far as that goes. I, I like I said, I, I kind of thought it drug a little bit when it was only on like the the romance. And it's only a couple portions of the movie. Of course, there has to be some conflict. You know, when she finds out, yeah, he slept with me. Everything. It's not going to be all jokes at that point. But those I thought were a little lengthy. Those types of scenes, like I wanted to just get back to the fun. I would have had a couple more scenes of them having fun and just kind of exploring the world, um, just being a kind of a tandem duo, just having fun. Not even necessarily just like if you want to make it where they're falling in love, like make it that way because that's how I feel. Like their their most intense bonding happened was through those scenes. And then I I do 
like, like usually it's weird you can clip these things out like there's a scene at the very beginning it opens with Samberg just jerking off for like a long time like this is a weird like couples conversation where you don't know he's like breaking up with his girlfriend or whatever at this point he's just like hey do you want to and she's like no not really you're gonna get me all sweaty and you're just watching him do that for a bit and then yeah I don't know it's just yeah I, I love that shit because it's like avant-garde weirdo comedy so like yeah, I'm well, a sucker how, for that fucking, uh, on a silver leg happened for a while. There's just him cranking it for yeah. No, I I <laughs> called that scene out. I called that scene out more so than I would in this one. This yeah. one because a comedy for comedy purposes, it makes more sense. Yeah, it was one funny though. But but I, I hear you. It's a little bit more in place for this one. I don't know. It like kind of cracked me up. Did you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a nine point six for me. It's a good one. Real good. Yeah, it's in the vault. We got twenty twenty eight of those bad boys, and then one in the movie. Or one of the video games while just chilling by itself. That Last of Us 2. What's going to be the second game? I wonder. I don't know. I'm I'm down for anything. People tell us what you want. Uh, I do Final Fantasy 7. I will do a lot of things. I mean, the next like major, major one is Cyberpunk. I don't know if you're going to play that one. Oh, I'll I'm playing Cyberpunk. Wait, quick, quick. I'm bending the code. Romeo, what's your what's your Palm Springs review? For what, what What's your score? Yeah. Uh, 9-3. Ooh. 9-3. Oh, nice. That's what it aggregated to anyways. 9-9-6. Yep. Nine nine, nine, so a triple 9-3 is what it is. Oh, what was the tomatoes on this? I didn't even check. I, I have not checked. Well, it, it seems like a movie they'd be real kind. It's going to be a little slower. It The trailer advertised 100%. Oh, that's yeah. with Sundance reviews, so I imagine it will come down a little once it's for wide release. Let me guess. Is it in sync with us? Is it a 93 or a 94? That would be my guess. It's 92. Ooh, 92. just a little lower. Okay. So we're right, we're right there about for the consensus. So we're that's good. we're getting good. I just love guessing shit. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we can just play an over-under game with like if you want gambling and Tyler guessing things, we'll I'll do a pod for that. <laughs> well, thank you so much everybody for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you got this far, again, you know, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions for instructor, if you like plot heavy stuff more, let us know. I, I think those are our worst episodes. I think the better ones are just like us riffing on our feelings. But uh, let us know if enough people are like do that and you'll be more successful. We will listen to you, the people, sometimes. Uh, you can email us at azmovieclub at gmail.com, or you can go ahead and uh, email, comment, or DM, comment, post, whatever, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then look out again for the uh, Maeve Higgins episode. Go listen to that Last of Us episode, or check out It Follows in Good Time if you haven't. Those are the popular ones. They seem to really strike a chord with people. They're good episodes, that's why. Um, and go watch Palm Springs if you just wanted to have it spoiled and now you want to watch it, go watch it by all means. Great film. And I think that's all for me. Have a great day, night, week, whatever, guys. Thanks, guys.